Hello, everyone. I know that I am most certainly not the Limbaugh that you tuned in to listen to today. I, like you, very much wish Rush was behind this golden microphone right now, welcoming you to another exceptional three hours of broadcasting. For over 32 years, Rush has cherished you, his loyal audience, and always look forward to every single show. It is with profound sadness I must share with you directly that our beloved Rush, my wonderful husband, passed away this morning due to complications from lung cancer. Today is one year anniversary of America's losing one of her favorite sons. Um, it was hard for me at the moment. It's hard for me now. At one point, I realized that I was probably closer to Rush Limbaugh than I was my own father. Not anything against my dad. My father's a wonderful man. He's the... Uh, the foundation of everything that I have on my beliefs come from my father. But at the same time, I didn't talk to my dad three hours a day, five days a week. As I went through college, uh, as a rush baby, I discovered Rush Limbaugh. while I was waiting in the car while my mother had gone in somewhere. And I was amazed by the radio dials. And I'm flipping through every channel because you're not allowed to do that uh, as a kid. Your parents won't let you. Everybody knows that feeling. You know, surely there's something better on. It's like the day you finally get the control, the remote control, and all you do is flip. And I'd gone through all the FM channels. And so I decided, well, what's on AM? Because all I knew AM was good for was football games on Saturdays. So I started flipping through the channels. And I heard this guy. It didn't sound like any other channel, especially for AM. It was very, uh, very clear. The sound just coming from the microphone, you could tell. It's just, it sounded different. Um, and the man that was talking sounded like I was listening to my dad. Uh, my mom came back, you know, <laughs> got done shopping or whatever, came back to the car. I said, mom, you got to hear this guy. He sounds like dad. And when my father, he, for his job, he had to travel all over the uh, U.S. And um, he, uh, when he got back in town, I told him about this guy I'd heard. And my dad checks him out. And from that point on forward, my dad every day tuned in from 12 to 3. Uh, you know, it was what he, what my dad said he always loved about Rush Limbaugh was 
no matter what town he went to, he could always find a station planning. He was on every little podoke, uh, you know, wide spot in the on a map uh, town. There was Rush Limbaugh. They always had an AM radio station, usually probably to do the highlights of uh, the high school sports there. But then there was Rush. And summertime would come along, and my mom and I would go with my dad and travel with him. I was out of school, and it's our vacation, so to speak. My father worked, and my mom and I rode to different places and would sit by the pool. My father had to uh, uh, have meetings with clients. And I remember seeing, I was sitting in the back of the car, listening to Rush Limbaugh. Sometimes not even sure what he was even talking about. But his voice was soothing. So I got older and went to college. Rush Limbaugh was part of my life then, too. I would come home from classes, and I'd turn the radio on. Most people would listen to Top 40 or something like that, and here I am listening to uh, talk radio. I was a political science major in college, probably because of Rush, or at least his influence. Even though Rush never had anything to do with education, he hated college. He hated being in a classroom. I can't say I blamed him. I spent too much time in a classroom. But what he said shaped not only my thought, but also I, when I would go to class, we'd have discussions. It was based off stuff I learned not from a textbook but from listening to Rush Limbaugh. So the value he had on people's lives is, it's untelling. Um, when you have a kid out of college, and I joke my first career was in politics. I love the campaign. I love the, the um, not many people can, can campaign. Are many campaign workers, and I love the nitty gritty of it. It's uh, like being a uh, a roadie for your favorite rock band, and uh, Rush. You know, I mean, he was. Sometimes you 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 win elections and you lose elections. And when you lose, especially like on a national level, the next day you feel kind of sick. You poured all your heart and all your soul into working on something. And you just get kicked in the gut that night when an election comes around. And you start thinking, you start going over, what could you have done differently? And I remember one campaign in particular and even if I wasn't working in campaigns, this campaign season, you, you stay you stay involved no matter what. And I remember this one campaign I was um, stuck in. Um, you know, the didn't go the way I thought it would. And 
I remember feeling sick from it. Again, because not only do you realize that your ideas are not popular, but it is. It's that hard work you put into it. It's just, it's wasted. It's how you feel. You feel like a, a failure. And I didn't want to listen to Rush. I didn't want to ha- hear anything about it. But just you had that feeling of something's just wrong all day. And I, um, 12 o'clock came around. And you hear that wonderful music of his uh, start playing. And one particular, is, I, I know I'll get the exact words wrong. But basically, he was like, you never give up. I mean, this is just a blip in the road. You, you'll survive this. Things happen. Uh, and we just have to go back. We have to dust ourselves off, jump back on the horse, get back in the cockpit, stand back in the batter's box. And you take another swing. And by the end of that broadcast, I had hope again. That's something that is a gift. And that's one of the hardest things to think back upon uh, the loss of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, It's just... It's surreal. And now as I look at it, I'll tell you right now, every time I do a, a video, I do a podcast or I, anything social media, it's because of my frustration. I wouldn't be here doing this if Rush had passed away. But I just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, my wife saw that, and she's got me into doing this. Uh, it's not because I think I will ever, ever have an audience or have the influence or have, I want nothing. I don't want to be Rush Limbaugh. But in communication, all communication is a two-way street. It's what you say and what you hear. And without hearing anything, you don't hear the positive. You don't hear something. It's almost like it's a, like a therapy session. And I just, I don't have that in my life without Rush. And I think a lot of people right now are like me. And you feel that with every day. I don't think the country would be worried about uh, how many different ways you can call a dude a dude. Um, I don't think, I don't, I don't think a lot of things would be happening that are happening if Rush was still around. So, the way I I deal with it, is like I said, I'm here right now, sitting in a chair, Behind a uh, a platinum microphone, 
not golden. This is a platinum one. The little uh, uh, hint of orange that I added to it. A little customization. We all like a little uh, fire engine red in our lives. But I noticed that as the more I talk, the more I see my interaction with people grow. And the people, it's a small, small group. It always will be. But it's a small group of people that feel like I do. And somehow Rush was able to gather all the different people like that. It's a... It's like a, a polka dot collage of people. And he was able to gather everybody together. And he even got Democrats. I know Democrats. I listen to him every single day. And the reason why, they loved his voice too. Uh, as we go forward, everybody's going to have to find their way to go. You know, you're going to have to find your new outlet. You may never be satisfied with listening to something again. And you have to be like how I am. We're fortunate to live in a time where everybody can have an outlet like this. You also may be the person that you don't want to sit there and come up with things to talk about. You know, you are blessed with intelligence. <laughs> You're not like me that's just blessed with gab. Uh but whatever it is, whatever you find, cherish it just a little way, a little special way that now when you look back on something like the life of Rush Limbaugh that you'll never forget. I cannot tell you one specific instance of Rush talking that was, you know, a, it's a verbatim speech. I know that on Thanksgiving, I, I love his, the real story of Thanksgiving. Uh, matter of fact, this year, I even did a, a video for it, and I hope to do it every year. Uh, these are things, these are traditions that I'm able to find that were part of my life. Hopefully sharing them with you you'll find it and be like, yeah, it does. It feels good. Things just feel right. But alas, at the end, there is no other Rush Limbaugh. There is a lot of talk, but there's nobody out there that leaves you continually feeling good. Some, um, Listeners of media, that I, this is what I've learned from my time here on, on the social platforms, is that people are attracted to train wrecks. And Rush was always was never about a train wreck. It was always about the positive of everything. And I don't know if you'll ever see that uh, in a... Uh, a popular form like he had again. 
but it's also for me when I sign off and I say, I really do love you guys. I really do appreciate you listening. I really uh, do appreciate your subscriptions, your likes, your shares, things like that. I mean that with all my heart because it's such an honor to think that something to me, that's just another, you know, it's another boneheaded idea that I can make somebody laugh, make them forget their pains, make them just feel the way that, that God intended. I think everybody needs to be happy. And a lot of us are paying attention in ways that we feel like we're being forced to. Uh, But while we're here, while we're there, what we're doing, we're paying attention to things we've never paid attention to before. If we can all just laugh a little bit at it. And not take ourselves so serious. That may be the greatest thing we can do to remember Rush. He loved his cigars. He loved aviation. He loved weather. He loved technology and gadgets. He reminds me of myself... Because I have a love for everything. Like, if I could just focus on one or two things, I would be the best at it. My problem is, is that God has given us so much, and there's so many things to look at that I can never focus on just one. I want to touch it all. I want to know what the new cars, what they feel like. I want to know what, you know, of. wildflowers in a town I've never been to, what they smell like. And I think that's part of what Rush was like. He just, I don't think you ever saw him where he wasn't smiling. And I think maybe that's the gift that he's trying to give to everybody, even today. So if you... If you want to remember Rush, you want to do something, make yourself feel better, and also something you can always pass on his legacy without spending a dime, without being controversial or anything. Just always have a smile on your face. The person that walks in a room or standing there by himself just smiling, people always wonder, why are they smiling? And they want to talk to that person. They want to be around that person. I wish I could be around Rush Limbaugh. And one day I hope I get to meet him. But until then, all I can do is be thankful for the gift that God gave us just as much as I'm thankful for the gift that is you and this audience, my audience that listen and participate. And I mean, when I say this, you're all my friends. I hope to meet each and every one of you one day, have our pictures taken together, eat some barbecue, (laughs) smile and laugh. And 
always remember to don't take things too serious. And in the end, I hope that we all get to spend eternity together. I miss you, Rush Limbaugh. Love you, big guy. And may you always have Godspeed.